It slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And for this week, we have a very, very exciting special entree week for you because we have David Lyle, the senior editor of Popular Woodworking with us. Say hi, David. Hey there. <laughs> from the wonderful Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, you're like what, covered in ice now? Yes, there's a huge ice storm and it was an adventure getting here. So I'm here now. Almost I like didn't it. happen due to power outages, but uh, we are glad you're here. Cool. Uh, well, I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon, uh, particularly Darren Mates and Caleb Harris of You Can Make This. Uh, you Can Make This Too. And uh, you guys are helping make this channel better. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go to patreon.com backslash creators collective. So let's forward slash. Uh, forward slash. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should know that one, David. Is it forward slash or backslash? Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, let's actually get into uh, what we've been working on. And since you are the, the guest of honor, David, what, what do you have going on? Hey, um, well, this morning, uh, if I were to have power at my home shop, uh, I would be starting a new outfeed table. Um, so <clears throat> I've been in my current shop for about a year and a half when we bought the house to take the job at Popular Woodworking uh, about a year and a half ago now. And it's been kind of a, a slow thing because I have a really nice shop at work that I can do most projects in, but I do desire a very nice home shop. So I've been working on that kind of on the side and as I can do things in there for work. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing that. So today, hopefully, if power comes back on, I'm working on an outfeed table for my table saw. And it is going kind of the the trick on it is I'm going to put um, my X-carve inside of it. Okay. So there's going to be a shelf right under the top. And you need about, I'm, I'm thinking it's about 15 inches of clearance for the total Z height on the X-carve. But the top is going to flip up. Um, so that you can access it. And I'm not going to have one of the rails on the front side where you like the controls are facing so that you can really get in there. Cause I played around with some ideas of like putting it on slides and bringing it out, but I need a, I need a safe build because I need to write about this and it needs to happen quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so let's, try to let's take some variables out. So let's back up a little bit and um, let's kind of talk about, about you, David, kind of give us your background and kind of your, how you got it and got, hooked up with popular woodworking, what that looks like. What do you do? Uh, what do you do, David? <laughs> no. Um, so you said you've been in your shop about a year and a half. You take the job. Start there. You were Where were you before popular woodworking? So uh, I was a preacher. Uh, I was a United Methodist pastor um, in Cincinnati, fully ordained in the United Methodist tradition, and doing that um, – but I also have an engineering background and I grew up in a machine shop. And so my dad ran a shop that built automation equipment. And so like robotic cells and that sort of thing, um, everything from design to making that thing. 
So I grew up with a very, and he started this company, so very entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I liked building things and nothing was off the table with him. And so um, I was welding when I was 12 and running bridge ports and lathes and all that kind of stuff. That was just part of the DNA. So I went to a high university, got an engineering degree, uh, industrial technology and business. Uh, then I went straight to seminary and became a preacher. Um, but uh, I think I always had an itch uh, that was not scratched uh, by the ministry. So uh, while I was a pastor, I got heavily into woodworking. It was a little more accessible than trying to start up um, you know, a metal shop in my garage uh, and really just fell in love with it. So I did that for a while until I couldn't balance the two anymore. <laughs> Um, and so I started looking for jobs and while I was looking for jobs, I discovered that popular woodworking was in Cincinnati where I was already living. Um, I saw a job on indeed.com and ignored it for probably a month. I kept seeing it while I was looking, cause I was like, I was trying to pitch myself as like some kind of communicator, some kind of like content person because of, uh, my preaching experience and all the leadership stuff I had there. I was at a big church. Um, so, uh, I kept seeing this job and finally I was like, you know, maybe I should just like think about it. And I don't know what made me do this, but somehow as I was looking at popular woodworking, I saw that they had a phone number in the masthead as I called it and Megan Fitzpatrick picked up. Um, and we had a really good conversation. And the day after we talked, the job description had changed on the website, like because of our conversation, I was like, that's kind of encouraging. That's cool. Um, and so I applied, interviewed, and got the job as the online content director. Uh, so I did that role, which was just managing our website, uh, working with all of our paid bloggers, and working on free content, and oh, and all of our newsletters. We have a huge newsletter <laughs> scheme. <laughs> I get the I get the newsletters. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone watching live, that was a long <laughs> pause by David Lyle. Uh, uh, I'm going to sidestep from that one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in the spring of this year, you know, after Megan left the magazine, Andrew Zoner came on as our editor. Brendan Gaffney left his position as managing editor. Um, and so we were left with just an editor and no editors below them. And that went on for, we had a, a, you know, we were, we did a nationwide search for like almost a month, probably a month plus and didn't have any applications that we were really wanting to pursue. So I think at like 9.30 one evening, I texted Andrew and said, what, what if I stepped up to senior editor and we found someone else to run online stuff? And he says, cool. <laughs> and he talked to our publisher and she said, cool. And then I became the senior editor. Wow. How long so, ago was that? And that was uh, springtime. So I think oh, okay. like I officially changed positions in like May. And then our publisher changed, which is like the person at the top of the magazine who oversees like a lot of the business things. So like my transition into doing all the print stuff that I'm doing now um, was slow. Uh, duties were being reassigned and I had to train other people on all our newsletter stuff and 
web stuff. Oh, and we got a web new website in the middle of this. So like that threw another wrench into where like I was trying to train somebody on how I did all the things on our website and then we got a new website. So it's like, it's been a nuts, like six months of change and transition and finding new normals and new procedures. And there's no documentation for all the new things we're doing yet. So, so, so that's like a big, so you emailed way back when you emailed me um, about way back, way back, like before any of the popular woodworking stuff. When I was still a pastor. When you're still a pastor, you emailed me uh, just about YouTube and like how that kind of, you know. Well, I stalked you and found out that you too were a wedding photographer, which is what my wife and my, that's another side of the story, but my wife and I have been doing wedding photography for 10 years now. And, um, so I, I thought it was super interesting that you did wedding photography and the woodworking content production, because as I was trying to feel out directions, my career might go, I was like, Oh, well, this dude's kind of doing something that sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then he said, screw YouTube. I'm just going to be the senior editor of Popular Woodworking instead. I, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. It just <laughs> happened. <laughs> so I met well, uh, at the – there's like this DeWalt Expo thing last year in Nashville. And I yes. think – I can't remember the name of the guy that I met. Brandon. Is it Brandon. Okay. He used to live in uh, Maine, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Brendan Gaffney. Yeah. He's – That's right. Yeah. I have his card. He's still in town. Right? He's over – he spends his time with uh, Chris Schwarz over at uh, Chris's shop. Lost. Chris who? Okay. Uh, lost our- <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Mm. Uh, well, some people don't know. I I lose perspective because not everybody, you know, knows them as well. But anyway, yeah, he's he's like a god so, in, our, in our world. I, uh, I I make my way up to Cincinnati probably like two three times a year because my wife is originally from there. But uh, I know but- that's why I'm, I I DM'd you because I thought you, I thought I was gonna be shoot. He, he said he was going to a wedding, and I was like, we have a wedding this weekend. How fun would that be? Yeah, that that's right. Wedding that, that we're shooting awesome. this weekend. Yeah. Um, one of these days when we get up there, I'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to meet up. Yeah, for sure. Right on. I know. We're right. gonna be, I think we're going to be up there for Christmas, but that's usually not a good time to <laughs> schedule <laughs> things that don't involve family. Unfortunately, because it would be the best time to schedule things without family. But. Yeah. Hey guys, glad to be here. I'm not going to go see a friend instead. See you. When are we opening? <laughs> when are we opening gifts? I'll be back then. <laughs> I told you that. Yeah. Uh, so all right. So I totally derailed the the podcast by by rewinding. <laughs> that's all right. But by talking about our guests, that's okay. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what we're working on. Uh, David, you're working on a pretty sound. Sounds like a pretty cool uh, outfeed table slash yep. X carve housing unit. Uh, one, one question for you. What, what kind of bike do you use to power your CNC? I've, I've been looking into that. <laughs> I wish it was bike powered because we have no power today. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So James, what are you working on? Um, I'm actually, well, let's see. I did a video on carving a small heart. So like a two inch tall, little three dimensional heart that I give to my wife just for a, a keepsake thing. It's a fun little video. Um, did a couple of videos on sharpening gouges. Uh, had a lot of questions about that. How do you do that without, you know, a grinder and profiler and all those specific angle finders. Um, and then of course the last video on the table, that was well received, so that thing is finally in place and uh, being enjoyed by the family. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, oh, and I have actually just because I'm kind of 
resetting and cleaning the shop, everything now that the table is out, out of here. I'm actually looking at buying a 3D printer. Uh, I, I had two of them years ago, and I want to get another one back in here. So I'm actually thinking about doing a video on building a battery bank and a, a charging bike and doing like a 10 hour long print that's battery powered, that's uh, bike powered. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I would make a really interesting video, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. You know, sometimes when I see you in your videos in your wooden clogs, I forget that you're like an endurance athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the hand tools and the, uh, the ultra running, they, they go together. Uh, question about your shop. What's that? Did you ever clean up the epoxy on the floor? Or did you just no, walk off? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I mean, the, the thickest point on it is just over an eighth inch. Because okay. uh, it's really runny epoxy. So it's, it's not a, a He huge just poured deal. it. He just poured more and leveled out his floor. <laughs> yeah. It's the, <laughs> the upcoming video. It's the epoxy river floor. <laughs> now, one of these days, I'll, I'll probably, you know, pull out a belt sander and grind it down. But well, that's, I was like, yeah. I can just imagine, like, I would probably leave it there for a while and then just grow so irrationally angry about it. Like at some point you're going to have to get down there with a grinder and yeah. go to town. Well, you know, the funny thing is uh, just before I spilled all that, um, I had a, a small epoxy pour, uh, you know, about the size of a baseball on my floor. And I was like, Oh no, how am I going to get that up? And then like three weeks later, I dumped all that and like, Oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, well, you figure a, a, a basement floor isn't truly flat anyway. So oh, you know, no. the concrete like... down here is, is out by a quarter inch over four feet. So not an issue. Okay, yeah. That's why everything that I build in my shop has three legs on it. <laughs> like it's just I just don't mess around with it. Like that is like it's the worst pet peeve to have and I have it bad. Like anything that wobbles in my shop will just drive me nuts and there's no there's there's my my floor is not level. Yeah, I love that that three-leg bench you've got. Which one? Yeah. Oh, the, the your woodworking bench. Yeah. Bench. Well, that's next. That's heavy enough to where it doesn't matter. <laughs> His dog speaking of which, been... what you got going on? <laughs> huh? Me? Yeah. I was laughing at David's joke that nobody else heard. Um, <laughs> so I just got back from uh, helping out at uh, the, the blacksmithing class that Rory May, the Dirty Smith, put on up at Jimmy Dress's place last weekend. It sounded sweet. It was pretty awesome. Uh, things are really starting to come together. So this, I think this is like the second class that he's done up there in like I've, I've been up to Jimmy's before and he has like, this is the first time I've seen his new shop. I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's like 45 by 65 or something like that. It's huge. And uh, it's just got the perfect venue to host stuff like this. So there was, I think he originally intended on having like 10 people for the class, but took 15 in like students. And there was, fortunately there was a handful of us up there that, that knew enough to, you know, kind of help other people along. So um but the venue is perfect. I mean, his house is built in like the 1700s. And so there's like, I think there's 11 bedrooms in it. <clears throat> wow. It's one of those old New England, you know, houses. I feel like every every house up there, like there's definitely like a style. Yeah. They're all creepy. That's <laughs> super cool. But anyway, um, we, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a great venue, a great time. I really truly couldn't believe how far these people who've, um, I think like 14 out of 15 students had never done any forging before. And the stuff they were turning out by the end of day three was pretty amazing. Cause I mean, I, I learned, I learned on my own and 
the stuff they were doing by day three probably would have taken me a month, you know, with no instruction. So uh, it was pretty, pretty incredible. And uh, there's definitely, I know he's, I think he's talking about doing 10 classes this coming year. They're not all going to be forging classes. There's, there's going to be kind of a, a variety of courses up there. And I think uh, my buddy Cliff and possibly John um, are going to be teaching some tool making classes up there forging. So yeah, so that was pretty much what I've been up to the past week. It was it was a great time. So the networking was good, and it's nice to get get a taste of cooler weather for a few days. <laughs> yeah, what was the weather around there? The thirties? Yeah, it was just above freezing. Nice. So, and I mean, in the shop when we had the forges going and we were working, it was it was fine. Yeah. So cool. it's pretty cool. much uh, what I've been up to the, the past week. I've been out of town most of it, but yeah. Sweet. Right. What you got, Will? Uh, well, I haven't had a whole lot of shop time lately. Uh, we've got some health stuff going on in my family, so a lot of doctors and stuff. But um, uh, what am I working on? When I do get shop time, uh, I'm finally trying to button up this cherry dresser, this shaker dresser that I'm making for a client, um, which features sliding dovetail framework, uh, curly cherry side panels. Um, they're going to have half-blind dovetail stretchers. And yeah, just a lot of, a lot of dovetails. I think I'm going to do like a video dovetails five ways or something. Uh, but, uh, I'm really happy with this, how this dresser is turning out. The dovetails turned out like just super, just, just, just like, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, put a little Instagram banger video out on it and, uh, yeah, trying to design some projects in my head, uh, try to get them on paper. Uh, but other than that, I, uh, I've been a little distracted um, but you know, that's life, right? So totally sometimes yeah. you get what you want and sometimes you don't. That's right. And you just roll with it. So that's, that's what I've been working on right now. <laughs> cool. Um, so I actually have a question for David. Um, yes. so, uh, cause you know, I, I feel like Q and a was coming up, so I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let me pull up my question. Just as reference. Um, okay, so we all take notes from uh, designs in the past, famous uh, famous designers that you know all have a certain style, green and green, uh, Krenov, Maloof. Um, with the current technology of you know all this information sharing almost instantly, and being the the, the editor of Popular Woodworking, do you see uh, modern trends that could be featured? as prominently as the older designers today. So to, to kind of, uh, kind oh, I'm of tracking. okay. All right, cool. I'm tracking. I, I think about this a lot. Okay. And I, I, so I know you can't put river table in popular woodworking cause now it's trademarked or whatever, but, um, uh, but yes. Yeah, so, you know, like <laughs> yeah. if you did a Limbert inspired coffee table or something like that, um, are there any modern designers, uh, kind of modern, furniture movements that that you're tracking as senior editor of popular woodworking um you know we're in a funny position because uh one of those movements is one of our you know now former contributing editors chris schwarz yeah. like to me he is one of like him and pekovich you know the things that they're doing might be some of the last generational styles like the anarchist design book and from there like i think that will endure and be a transition point for the woodworking community in the states and the world um 
I like Chris. <laughs> Me too. Uh, like, I really, I think, you know, like that is like a life changing book for many people, uh, not only discovering the craft, but rediscovering the craft. Um, because you know, there's only so many things that can be written about green and green, uh, (laughs) and you know, some of the shaker stuff. I mean that, and those were, so to answer your question, I, I don't know how many things are going to be able to recorded, you know, in a meaningful way. Uh, I did just get a, an advanced copy of Asa Christiana's new book, uh, made handmade, I think. Um, but basically it, it captures a lot of what's going on in the maker community. Um, everything from like concrete to epoxy to like other kinds of easy projects, like cardboard projects and lots of different things. Uh, and it's really, really good. And like his whole introduction, like he's just, he's preaching about this new wave of maker and all that kind of stuff, which I know has been written about before, but it's like, it's really a very good, I'm excited for everyone else to get that book. Um, but no, like, you know, these, I, I think the closest thing might be Ikea because the way that these other styles <laughs> I love, I love that little bit of like, just, just the tone of your voice well, when you said that. I'm not, such... I, I am less against Ikea than some of my coworkers and contributing editors, but. Um, <laughs> well, you, you know, know what? Be... I'll give them, I'll give them like, they're, they're very good uh, at picking out catchy designs, like. You know, the yeah. sca- a lot of like Scandinavian, you know, influence and stuff. I Although, mean, you know, the construction, obviously they have to, they have to make compromises when it comes to, you know, quality and quality control and materials and stuff. But I would know, push back iPhone. on that. Okay. I mean, I, because, I you know, I think what people don't give them credit for is scale. Like if you're putting out so much furniture that actually works when it gets to the client, <laughs> like there's something to be said about the quality of your stuff. Like, I think it's, you know, people, yeah, no, I'm not them, saying it's bad, you know, certainly for the price it's, it's, yeah, you know, so. worth it, but it's not, you know, I, I would hesitate to say that it's going to be an heirloom piece that, you know, like okay. an, an old Oak dining room table. It's going to be around for 300 years if it's taken care of. Okay. So I'm proud to say I've never walked into an Ikea. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> I've heard it's, it's overwhelming. Uh, but, um, Okay, so backtracking to, like you mentioned Chris Schwarz and Mike Pekovich, and I talk about Pekovich a lot on this show. People are probably sick of hearing the name Pekovich. Um, But what I feel like Pekovich is paying homage to, you know, to past styles. Like, uh, you know, he's very arts and crafts um, with a Japanese uh, twist on it. Like, you know, so an arts and crafts piece with Komiko panels, you know, in it. Um, But, I mean, do you ever think you could, and he's from a, a rival magazine. I mean, so that's kind of, you know, I don't know if there's bad blood there or not, or if it's like, Hey, like, um, not on our side. Okay. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, like, could you ever do like a Pekovich inspired build in popular woodworking? I mean, is that, uh, I mean, I, I don't think we would, you know, if, if someone came to us and said, we have this build and, like at this point, he you're right. He has a bit of ownership of the style, like where it's like, you know, you know, the the proud dovetails and like some of these arts and crafts like themes, you know, so some people are going to just associate that, you know, it's but no, I mean, I don't see any huge problem with that. Okay, follow up question. 
sorry, I'm totally, I'm totally taking taking this podcast over. Um, Follow up question: Do you feel at Popular Woodworking you have to pander to a certain audience of, like, is there ever, you know, that's going to be too complicated to put in the magazine, so we can't do? Uh, that's you know, that's something that we consider in every issue is. Every issue of the magazine, we try to have a degree of spectrum in skill levels. So in one issue, when you might have, you know, a piece that has tons of hand cut dovetails and some other techniques that are relatively more difficult, I mean, there's also going to be a simple build. And so, um, you know, I'm staring at the December issue that just came out and it has my my dovetailed tool case, um, but it also has like... Uh, these really cool sliding doors that Asa Christiana just made. Um, and it also has Clark Kellogg's uh, sculpted table, which oh, I, don't, I shouldn't pull it out because people are just listening. Um, but, you know, he it includes like offset turning and uh, a lot of hand shaping on this table with, you know, the aprons and they go into a like a round leg. And it's just like it's super cool, um, but it's definitely not like a beginner project. So like there's like so in my mind, a magazine has to have a degree of aspiration where like we are bringing you content that really you're probably not going to see as much on YouTube or social unless you're following these makers specifically on Instagram and they're like showing you bits of it. Um, And it's going to be written in a really, you know, like there's going to be high quality, you know, written stuff to go with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you gotta have a little bit of all of it. I mean, because you don't want like a magazine that is giving you projects that you pretty much have already done. And so with Andrew and I kind of leading the magazine now, we've already had people email us to tell us, you know, Hey, your projects like, okay, I'm thinking of an email I got last night that said, cancel my subscription because the projects are too easy. Like, so it's already Like, and we've only dialed it back. Like, the tiniest bit, you know, and it's not, not that much has changed. It's, you know, some people are just very tied to previous editors and whatnot. <laughs> so yes. Okay. All right. All right. I'll back the screws off a little bit. I'll let it, somebody else talk. <laughs> we had a, a comment in the, the, the chat that said hand uh, from hand plane pastor Pekovich is to will what Portland is to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. I just had right. to throw that one in there. Well, we do have a, uh, a question from the, the chat. Um, it's from Make Brooklyn. Here's a question. Uh, what's the, uh, what all the Popwood stuff, with, with all, all the Popwood stuff, how much shop time do you get to, uh, how much shop time do you get for yourself? Wow. Um, that is in a, a current and active conversation in our office. Um, our staff has, we've, we've lost, two staff positions in the last two years. So our staff is smaller than it used to be. Um, In the heyday, you know, when woodworking was like publications were huge, like there were like four editors that were just basically making stuff and writing about it. And so there was tons of staff content. Right now we're we're kind of in this place where we want to balance having uh, contributors and our editors. So like, I think in some people's mind, my job would be to work directly with freelancers and just do that, uh, edit their photos, like help them write their article and that sort of thing, kind of intake the content. Um, 
I took this job in part because I wanted to build stuff. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm a woodworker. I love woodworking. That was part of the gig when I started. Um, so we're still really trying to do at least one editor project in each magazine. Uh, and because we can have ultimate control over the photos in it. Um, our magazine's a little different than like fine woodworking where they send an editor uh, with the whole photo kit to the, you know, the woodworkers shop in our world. Um, the woodworker does everything, which is uh, like, I'm sure would make people at fine woodworking go crazy. Um, but so basically we have woodworkers who might not know how to use an SLR very well, write the article and send us the pictures. And then we work with that. And um so that's where like my photo editing skills have really <laughs> shown in in recent uh, months. <laughs> so um, so I so like I have I have been assigned like two days to build this outfit table. Um, so hopefully I can do that. Um, I might probably take a third uh, just because it's probably going to be on the cover, so I want it to look good. Um, so yeah, things are definitely on a timeline. Does that make you take shortcuts or choose an easy, maybe a quicker, easier joint or? Uh... Yeah. I mean, it, you know, there's part of it where if you are building on a timeline, you have to be smart and make decisions. And this is, you know, I, I think this probably plays into, you know, content creator world where it's like, if you are going to deliver a video, like you have to make smart decisions. Like you can't take that much risk. And so, yeah, like, I would have probably liked on this outfit table to put it, put the CNC on a tray or figure out a way for it to like flip out of the unit or something like that. Uh, but I'm not, I'm going to put it on a shelf and it's going to sit there and I'm kind of building around that. Um, and that's just, you know, and I think if you're like a production furniture maker too, like there are, you have to make decisions that allow you to deliver when the client wants their piece of furniture delivered. So, uh, you, we I think we kind of like danced around it earlier, but like, how do you guys? What do you guys have any like means of trying to stay on top of like in front of trends? I guess, or like, how do you like? Do you even think about that? Do you even think about like what's what's kind of popular, or what's going to be popular, or um, that's I mean, in your name. <laughs> well, which which is why Andrew and I have you know felt like we had the the liberty to uh, do some more do more projects that are popular. So like in the November issue, I introduced welding for the very first time to the magazine. Like that's I, awesome. Um, that's not been done before, but you know, to me, like if there are all of these furniture makers making slab tables with metal bases, let's talk about it because it's happening and mm -hmm. <laughs> let's at least give them good instruction. Yeah. I mean, um, and I think one of the things that's happening, I mean, and I don't, I mean, it'd be hard to argue um, otherwise. I mean, I think that <clears throat> traditionally or like in the past, you have like woodworkers, you have fabricators, you have blacksmiths, you have sure. leather workers. And it's like they they stay in their own domain and never talk. Mm -hmm. And if you need something, you you do your half and you go find somebody to do the other half. And I feel like part of what is like making and defining this like maker scene is that people are going you know what? I bet I could do that. And, and they're, they're dabbling. Like those things are starting to blend. Yeah. You're starting to get more like hybrid makers, people that, that sure. are really 
And uh, for me, that's always been like the most exciting part is jumping around and like combining yeah. all these skills and Learning stuff. Learning a new talent. Yeah. And I think that it's, I mean, it's a matter, it's, it's happening. It's not even a matter of time. It is, it is right. definitely something that everybody's doing uh, or not everybody, but it's, it's, um, it's a thing. So I think, you know, that's neat that you're branching out and kind of, cause it was a probably, I think it was over a year ago when Brandon and I were talking, he was like, Hey, you should come up with some way to like combine, you know, metal into woodworking and we do an article or something. And I've just mm -hmm. been so busy, but um, yeah, that's, I think that's super cool that you guys are figuring out how to on that, note, that. We are always accepting pitches. So if you have an idea <laughs> for content, you should send me an email because it could, uh, get, it could get serious very quickly. You are going to get so many emails. Uh, no, <laughs> not, I don't not necessarily it. for me, but I bet a lot. I bet all of our, our podcast I listeners have are put my personal email on every single Popwood playback video. And how few emails I get is remarkable. But you've wow. never been on the Creators Collective podcast. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah prepare yourself. Yeah, so do you ever have, do you ever go and tap people on the shoulder, or is it just uh, yeah people yeah. Have submitted you? Um, we try to tap. I mean, because if somebody is out there making awesome furniture and being a woodworker, they're not necessarily always thinking about writing about it. So yes. Uh, Instagram is where people are these days. And so we do lots of DMing. Um, I've done lots and lots and lots of DMing. About I've never been DMed. It's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Uh, <laughs> it has not gone down in the DM yet. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, so that's where we reach out. Um, we have tons of pending conversations there and... Yeah, I mean, it's like this magazine is not, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to say this, but it's like, <laughs> it's not sacred. Like it, you're not in a club if you're in this magazine. Like it is an open place where like if there, if you've made something cool, please let's talk about it and let's write about it and share it with the community. That's my opinion. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, we, we're going to skip the... Uh, um... Uh, what's word? creators photo challenge this week because we need to come up with a new one we'll do that next week you know uh, what since david since you're a photographer mm -hmm. as well do you have any ideas for uh a are you familiar with the photo challenge thing that we do i've sort of missed the memo on that one <laughs> okay so like we have a, a challenge every two weeks that uh, it's essentially since since will is a photographer and uh, he's probably the definitely the most well versed is that if that's the right word but um anyway so we're coming up with different themes to help people kind of uh incorporate you know, photography into woodworking and teach people how to take a better picture yeah so we have a challenge every week to uh you know post something shop or working related that incorporates some element of photography and then the winner gets something okay i got one months. okay um here is my pet peeve about woodworking photography and we can we can combat this. I like it. Starting now. I like it already. All right. If I see one more saw sitting inside of a workpiece, and that's the whole picture, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh, because I come from an editorial background, like shooting weddings and people and that sort of thing. Like I wish people would like capture the context of their work better. Will, are you tracking with me? 
I'm, 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 I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I want to hear you. So I want to hear like, you see this through. I, you know, for 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 the magazine, like we always are way more excited to have pictures where people are performing the action or the doing the work on their workpiece. And so it's just like a matter of really taking more advantage of your self timer. Like I've written a few feature articles now and it's all about the self timer. Um, but like just incorporating yourself into your woodworking pictures so that you kind of get this more like, well, not only that's what we'd want in the magazine, but that to me communicates more about the work than just like, I, I, I'm not a fan of when working media becomes like an encyclopedia, like, you know, I would rather have it be editorial and like there's context around what you're doing and like telling the story of why you're doing this or. So you're changing the, the subject of the image. You, instead of, you Come know, on. the workpiece, now the woodworker is the subject and that is, you know, your woodworking. It's not the, the end woodwork, but the right. actual, the subject is the, the, the person doing being. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's the, you know, to me, that's kind of like the def, like that's where we, move from just being okay this is how you perform this action and it's like a very simple definition to this is a really interesting work piece and person and like story because so you want you a know. woodworking selfie <laughs> why you gotta bring I selfies think it's, I think it's beyond selfie yeah I, I see what he's saying like context yeah yeah, yeah a little like you know where you would shop actually have in the to moment. think about it for a moment, rather than like snapping a picture of what you're literally doing and just describing what you're literally sawing, and that's it. Like, let's think about it a little bit. Yeah. So I've kind of all right. So I'm gonna all right. We're, we are going to do the creators photo challenge, uh, the fortnightly contest, the fortnightly <laughs> challenge, fortnightly ish, fortnightly ish, <laughs> um, somewhat fortnightly. Uh, <laughs> So turn into a bunch of video game pictures. Oh, (laughs) hey, you got to hit those keywords, man. Um, So (laughs) uh, the the challenge is self inclusion, uh, the act of doing, or as uh, hand plane pastor, the big picture, the big picture, the big picture, like that gestalt, self included big picture. Yes. Okay. So does it have to be your whole self, or can it be your half self? It could be a hand. It could be a a foot if you're doing like a treadle lathe. I don't know. (laughs) Let's keep it PG. Yeah, let's keep it PG. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Upper torso. Cool. Uh, Well, you have uh, two weeks to get in your um, submissions. There's the word. onto Instagram. Use the hashtag creators photo challenge and have your self-included big picture of the project. And you know what? David Lyle of Popular Woodworking is going to be in this challenge. Uh, and he's going to tag it as Popular Woodworking on, on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Word. Sweet. Do that. I like it. Well, I'm looking there forward to seeing these. Well, we do have cool. a joke of the week. Uh, this was actually sent in by the Garage Word Worker on uh, Instagram. He said, uh, Dad talking to his son. Son, what are those holes in the board for? Son looks at him and says, uh, those are not holes. His dad uh, says, uh, oh, then what are they? I laughed too soon. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the joke. <laughs> jumped in at the wrong... <laughs> he was reading it. And... No, that, that could have been the joke right there. These are not holes. Get it? They're not uh, holes, but yeah. they're also not that holes. The okay. That's K-N-O-T. why his dad says. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. What's, what's the punchline? Because I thought that was the punchline. His dad then says, then what are they? See, that was unnecessary. <laughs> it kind of... I'm tracking with you. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, usually, uh, usually like, the punchline is the part where people laugh. There's come on, guys. We got we got popular woodworking on the. I podcast. got a joke before anybody else for once. Dang it! Give me credit. Come on. <laughs> Good so job, thank you, Garage Worker, for sending that in. If you have a joke you want us to tell, the worse the better. Uh, send it to one of us, and it may be featured next week. <laughs> uh, let's quickly run through uh, what are we watching, reading, or inspiring us. Uh, Will, what you got? I got, I got nothing, guys. I haven't been watching, reading much of anything. Uh, sorry, I'm totally, you know, uh, I've I've been reading popular woodworking. Actually, I've been reading a lot of popular woodworking. Very Sweet. good. <laughs> what about you, David? Um, I am just overly stoked about Mike Dunbar uh, of the the Windsor Windsor Institute. Um, he's putting out uh, a course on YouTube on Windsor chair building, and he is like one of the authorities on the subject, and he's giving it away on YouTube. He's retired, um, and so basically he's encapsulating the work that he has taught for decades into this YouTube series and it only has like 400 subs to it right now it is wow. very, it's very important work that he's doing. It's like capturing it for like ever. Um, and we have, I mean, we've worked with him before in the magazine. We have a couple resources from him and um, a couple uh, premium videos and articles and stuff, but this is free. He's putting it on his channel. Um, it's funny. Uh, I actually, I'm friends with him on LinkedIn too. And he's, He's asking everyone to share it because he does hope that it gets sponsored at some point, um, which, you know, this is like, it's funny to hear him talk about that, but uh, you should definitely go check it out. I will give you the link. We can't find it. Is it, it the but... Windsor Chair Institute? Yes. I'll throw that I think out. he's on part like five now or something. Cool. Check that out. Zach, what are you, what's inspiring you right now? Uh, so it's not inspiring, but I've been laughing a lot. There's a Instagram account called OSHA is this okay yes, <laughs> yes. Um, you know I've been I don't know I don't think it ever gets gory or anything but uh, it's it's equal parts cringy and hilarious the dumb things people do it's uh, it's pretty funny the good stuff so I'm definitely gonna check that out. out oh it's it's hilarious uh, all right James how about you um, I actually uh, well I just before we got on this, I watched the the video, the newest uh, Piano Guys video. I don't know if you guys watch Piano Guys uh, music group, uh, Piano and Cello. And uh, anytime they put one out, it's some of the beautiful music. I love it. Uh, but they just put out one that's the A Million Dreams from uh, The Greatest Showman. And uh, absolute chills all the way through it. I, I like watching them for their, their video work and uh, the way they, they often will tell a story through it. And it really just comes out well good inspira inspirational things yeah uh let's see what uh, what's your favorite product of the week zach uh, my favorite product i wrote something down let me check i forgot what i wrote down oh i'm gonna say the anvil that's a good one. tool that's a good yeah used a lot have of you not done that one before i don't know <laughs> i can't like we've done 104 episodes so like there's bound to be Okay. Some repeats and like I, you know, I, I use the same tools often. So, uh, but I used a lot of anvils a lot this weekend, and they're I don't know. You, you get like this fondness, and I can just totally see myself. I have two right now, and I'm sure I'm soon to have three because I'm going to build. I just ordered a post vice or a leg vice from uh, Andrew Alexander from Blacksmith Tools on Instagram, and I'm figuring I want to order like maybe a hundred. 
find a hundred pound anvil or so to counterweight the backside of it and make like a little station. So nice. Um, but it, it was really neat. Like the, at Jimmy's class, there's a whole bunch of people brought, uh, some of the people that were helping had a collection of stuff. So I think we had probably seven, probably like seven or eight different anvils there. And it, it's neat having working on all the different ones and, you know, they all, behave and react differently they all have different shaped horns that sometimes can you know uh help or hinder whatever your specific thing you're trying to do uh different shoulders so um it's it's just interesting all the little different variations and there's so many like cool obscure ones uh you know they have like chain makers anvils and um, Mm -hmm. you know all these all these weird crazy anvils that are just neat so um yeah i have a question sure about that is there a right way to say anvil? You said anvil, and I usually say anvil. <laughs> um, it's like it's like Louisville. Yeah, I have no idea. I think it probably okay. just depends on where you're from. <laughs> so you said it so eloquently. I just liked it. I usually, I like usually that. I butcher things like color. Apparently, I can't say color correctly. <laughs> color <laughs> theory. Color. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Cool. So yeah, anvils are cool, and they're expensive. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Uh, my favorite tool of the week is the half inch dovetail bit for the router. Um, I used it to cut uh, some, some sliding dovetails in this casework, and it was uh, quite enjoyable. What so, degree? Uh, it's an eight. It's a one and eight. So uh, or eight and one, however you say that ratio. Uh, I don't know what that equates to in degrees. Does anybody know off the top of their head, James? Uh, about that much. <laughs> David, do you know what a one and eight angle is? I mean, it would be eight degrees. Is it? I, th- I think that's how that works. No. Someone correct me. One know. and eight is somewhere around like uh, fifteen degrees. Don't, don't that sounds like a sounds like something you could figure out with a, a roofing square. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, like a stealing pitch. <laughs> Go eight. But Jordan, do you have a speed square in here? Anyway? <laughs> cool. Well, what about you, David? What you got? Uh, I'm, I'm hip to the track saws lately. Um, we have a Makita track saw, the cordless one in the shop and it's just magical. Like if you haven't used a track saw much and haven't like, once you learn that you don't need to have a giant table saw for breaking (laughs) down sheet goods, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I've been thoroughly enjoying that. The cuts are so clean. I think, I think I'm going to sell my six inch joiner at home, which I don't have room for in my one car shop and get a track saw because I like, you can do a fairly decent square edge with it um, on small stock. And with a six inch joiner, you're not jointing anything huge anyway. It's mostly edge jointing. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of playing with that idea because I want to get rid of stuff in my shop. I've got, uh, I've got like, the really nice new DeWalt track saw, and I don't have any track for it. There you go. You're going to spend like 300 more bucks. Yeah. I'm like, it's been sitting in the box for like four months because I can't use it. <laughs> and like every time I check Amazon, like they're sold out of the track separately. So yeah. Watch those Amazon warehouse deals, man. I'm not even familiar with that. There is Amazon warehouse. It's like all their scratch and dent stuff. Like, so the box might have a hole in it or something. My God, I think you just cost me thousands of dollars. I am right <laughs> no, now. I saved you thousands of dollars. No, because I wasn't gonna <laughs> buy anything, but if it's a good deal. Yeah. 
All right, a one and eight dovetail is like 12 degrees. 12. Oh, man. <laughs> I pulled out the speed square. Amazon <laughs> warehouse deals. Oh, my God. This is dangerous. Uh-oh. We uh, won't hear from Zach for another week and a half. <laughs> no. I buy everything from there, and it's always perfect. I've never had an issue. I'm looking at things that I have no business looking at, like waffle makers. I'm like, well, I could use a waffle maker. It's a good deal. <laughs> Well, on that uh, note, I have to um, shout out to the DMT wave plate. Uh, so, you know, the diamond plates that you think of are flat. Well, what happens when you want to sharpen a gouge and you want to do the inside of the gouge or uh, the outside? Uh, they actually have this wave that has progressive angle. So you can do any uh, circumference along the, the length of the wave. And it comes in fine and extra fine. But uh, I've been using them a lot as I've been cleaning up my mother's uh, carving gouges. So uh, great tool to have, especially if you're doing anything. I just love the fact that your tools. mother has carving gouges. Yeah, I was, that's <laughs> where that's my mind went to. That's part of like, that story. Actually, she's on the, the live chat right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Myra. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I introduced her to carving last year, and she has become addicted. So it's an easy thing to get addicted to, though. Like cool. Amazon Warehouse. <laughs> well, I think on that note, we're going to let Zach uh, enjoy his new life and uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Do you want to say a huge thank you to uh, David for hopping on here? And uh, thank you to uh, Popular Woodworking for letting you go for an hour or so. And thank you for Zach's dogs joining in the podcast one more time. <laughs> if you'd like to join us, we do record each Thursday live at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can find us on the YouTube channel, Creators Collective. And I'd love to see you there next time. That's about it for this time. And until then, have a wonderful day. All right. See you, everyone. See you, guys. Woof. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.